What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Well, in this show, we talked to one of my heroes, John Campion, because he's such a great gentleman. But wow, what an impressive guy. You can listen to him on uh, Take a Knee. Talk about a guy who raised himself from nothing, and now he's got a crazy car collection. All the hot uh, Lamont talk and livery talk. First, for any of you Lancia fans out there, this guy's got the premier collection in the world. First, I'll tell you about Continental O-E-T-S. That's right. You can find weird things in your car. Petrified French fries, melted crayons, live snake, bizarre trinkets. Oh, it's all out there. Stuff that make you, makes you wonder about, folks. You also find Continental Belts. Bet you didn't know they're OE on millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, BMW, VW, and GM vehicles. Continental is launching the aftermarket Multi-V belt with the OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series. Fanatically engineered for perfect fit every time. Form and function for 98% of vehicles on the road in the U.S. and in Canada. So that means statistically we're talking to you. Continental OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt. The belt with the OE pedigree. Get the full story at oetechnologyseries.com. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on a judgment again. I'm in the game. Get on. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in and thanks for telling a friend. CarCast is the show. I'm excited about our guest today. I'll yeah. tell you about that in a second. It's Castro CarCast, and that's uh, Matt, the moderator, DeAndre over there. Good How Matt, as we know him in the house. First uh, 15 seconds worth of JB Weld made in the USA. Pros and DIYers have trusted JB Weld for more than 50 years. We use it here. We use it in the home. We use it in the garage. It is JB Weld. You can get it at jbweld.com and Home Depot and everywhere else. John Campion is going to come in. Uh, John is a guy that uh, I'm a fan of. Um, what a nice dude. For a number of reasons. I interviewed him in 2016 for Take a Knee, my inspirational podcast. I'll screw up a few of these particulars, but the guy basically started off as a roadie. Started going out with big bands, Rolling Stones and Bowie and Kiss and everything else. Started realizing quickly that when they're throwing these mega concerts in the middle of nowhere, like Woodstock or something like that, they need a lot of power and had to generate a lot of power. And that then turned into going from roadie to making, procuring, inventing, designing uh, big generators to run these things, and now generators to run villages Yeah, as, as well. So and then you get a Lancia collection. That's where <laughs> he made his bones, and he also 
has uh, a Lancia collection. I don't know if you know what a lot of his cars look like. Yeah. We've, I, I want to say maybe at the Jet Center this past year, there was a, a bunch of the of his cars. There, there are a couple of iconic liveries. And the whole thing with me with a race car yeah. is it's kind of two things. It's like, what is the car? What's the design of the car? Yeah. And we can all agree that a GT40 is a cool design, but a GT40 that's yellow is okay, but a GT40 in the Gulf livery, right? and we can all agree that a 917 is cool, but if it's red with white stripes that go down the fenders, it's not Gulf livery. And when I think about John, John's stuff is martini. Yeah. So martini is like brumos. Yeah. It, it's got a, all the great color schemes. Such a great livery. Like the electromotive. If you take a look at the electromotive color palette, like if you put in 280ZX electromotive, you'll see some of the same. It's like a white base with blue and red, splashes of blue yeah. and red in there, and it always just looks yeah. killer. And martini brings some black into it. I like think. the uh, yeah. like the sack. Livery. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's yeah. a good one too. Oh, Momo is not bad too. Momo is pretty killer because it's just red yellow. with all the big, yeah. big yeah. yellow everything. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah look at that. We're, yeah, the we're, look, car. we're looking at the electro. The Electromotive Z has a red, but the red's a little orange and a blue, but the blue's a little, a little pale. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. And white is not the dominant color. Right. So don't picture like the Newman Sharp cars or even the BRE cars as much. Like this is a little more dominant red and, and blue. And every time, yeah. every time Lynette or Olga says to me, <laughs> wait a minute, Sharp, red, white, and blue. BRE, red, white, and blue. Electromotive, red, white, and blue. Yeah. Why are all the great Japanese Datsun race teams red, white, and blue mm -hmm. when they're all from Japan? And I go, well, who bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> and who'd like to sell us some, some car. Z cars? <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. That's why. Yeah. That's not a coincidence. Listen, running around the track with a bonsai tree on the door is not going to do not it. Gonna <laughs> not going to move. You got to win on Sunday. A race on Sunday, sell on Monday? Right. But if you <laughs> bomb on Wednesday, <laughs> you, you got to go red, white, and fucking yeah, blue. Yeah, you, you really got to mix it up. So you got to change the color. Bomb on Wednesday. Yeah. No, wait. They bombed on Sunday. Yeah. Aha. <laughs> wait a minute. Max Patter, Pearl Harbor was Sunday. Look it up. Hey, don't give me the knowing nod. <laughs> Pearl Harbor was Sunday. So if you're going to win on Sunday, you sell on Monday. Yeah. But if you're going to attack the Pacific Fleet on Sunday, yeah. then you have to paint your cars you red, hit white, and blue. On Monday. <laughs> hit the paint booth on, <laughs> on Monday, Monday. Sell on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, All hit right. the paint booth on Monday. All right. Bomb on Sunday. Paint booth Monday, yeah. sell on Tuesday. Yeah, I think I read that in the ad. It was part of the flyer. It was a full-page ad, car and driver. Yep, um, Sunday's the bombing. That's yeah. why you must paint on Monday. So I've got a little news for you. Here's a little update for you. Uh, we spoke to our buddies at Reliable Carrier, and they said, we're going to pick up your Porsche, the new 74 911S, over mm. the weekend. And we spoke to the nice uh, lady who... Uh, was holding onto the car for us. And uh weekend goes by, I don't hear anything. So I send them an email and I was like, did you get the car? And then I get a phone call and he goes, let me tell you what happened. Uh-oh. <laughs> he goes, 
our driver went to Atlanta, picked up a 911S that was scheduled to go to California. And he goes, oddly enough, it wasn't your car. <laughs> mm. He goes, there was two cars booked. And nobody did the math on it. So I got the very uh, apologetic phone call, not email, phone call. And I said, uh, what does that mean? And they mm. said, another week. <laughs> he said, because now they got to rebook another truck and it's going to be the 4th of July. Shouldn't they have the, pictures of the cars I, they're picking up? I was like, here's the kicker. This is what's going to drive you nuts is the 911 they picked up is eight miles away from yours in Atlanta. One truck could have done it. Why don't they have a picture? Why don't they have pictures of the cars they're picking up? They were just like, 911 in Atlanta, let's go get it. They didn't realize there's two of them going to California. I was like, and then, of course, of the two, yours is not going to be the one that gets picked up. When right? would gonna, that car yeah. have showed up? In three days or something? Uh, eight eight days. Ugh. Yeah. Now, man. A week from today, as mm. we record this Monday, would have been probably Monday. Because mm. it would have been picked up like a day or two ago. No. All right. But, so right. anyway, these are first another... world problems. Yeah. So mid July, mid July ish. All right. But that's the update on that car. We're excited about getting it because I am. You know, and I posted the pictures on social media. You guys all saw it. I was all commenting. I was like, man, it's got the wide flares in the back, and it just looks cool, man. It's a cool looking car, and again, it has a good, or at least. I've never seen that car in person, but it's got a cool livery, like a good white base with some funky 70s colors. Right. We the... saw it when it was orange in person, but not the white, the redone right. version. Um, so John is a guy who I'm a big fan of, and I was a big fan of after getting his full story. Um, and then when I found out that he became the... And we should ask Johnny, do you say Lancia or do I have to say Lancia or Lancia? Yeah. Or, you know, there's a couple cars out there where there's a little little confusion with the but pronunciation. By, by no means is that all he has in his collection. He's got a very awesome car collection. He's got a lot of cool stuff. Like he's got a Lotus Cortina Mark II and he has a yeah. Outlaw 911 and uh, and he's got he's got some cool stuff. But, you know, I don't know. I feel like that's cool. Like, you know, 74 Series 3 Jag E-Type convertible V12. Yeah. That's cool. But I want to talk to him about these Lancias. Yeah. That's exciting. And smart because he was like way, way in front of the curve uh, on the rally cars. He's got a lot of rally stuff. Like nobody cared about rally stuff a few years ago. Now rally stuff. I would say the fastest growing the fastest growing segment of the collector car market in general, if you went, well, American muscle or Mopar guys or 70s muscles cars or Japanese import car, tuner cars yeah. or fast and furious or race cars. I'd say the fastest growing segment in the last five years has been Le Mans mm-hmm. and Rally. Absolutely. And he has been doing nothing but Le Mans and Rally collecting f- for years. So he was yeah. way ahead of the curve. So why don't we get John Maxipada and uh, bring him toward the studio? I'll tell you guys about uh, JB Weld for big or small repairs, home or garage. It's always going to be JB Weld. No ordinary household glue will do. It's got the word ordinary in it. If you need uh, strong, 
you make that strong choice at JB Weld. We're proud to have JB Weld epoxy adhesives as a sponsor, and you can use it uh, at your home, you can use it in your garage, you can use it, uh, put it in your craft drawer. Pros and DIYers have trusted JB Weld for more than 50 years, proudly made in the U.S. of A. For metal, wood, plastic, and more. Don't glue it. JB Weld it. Available at JD Weld, JB Weld.com and Home Depot and uh, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Walmart, Amazon, They're everywhere. Napa, everywhere. JB Weld. John Campion is uh, in studio finally. Good to see you again, my friend. How are you? Good. Tilt the mic down a little bit and turn it a little toward uh, toward your mouth. Thanks, Rex Pata. I was a lighting guy, not a sound guy. There you go. Yeah, I love your story. I love the doing uh, take a knee with you and hearing all about the motivation and the inspiration. And uh, now we'll talk about the collection. So this notion of, and, and in a way, I feel like we're um, kindred spirits in that. Um, I was collecting old Datsun race cars and Paul Newman old Datsun race cars before anyone cared or knew or it's like that's an 80s car that Paul Newman drove and it's a Datsun. I was like, I like that car. And everyone's like, well, good, then take it. I don't (laughs) want it. And now the market has sort of come around. And for you, these rally cars, Lancia, which is, you know, it's not Porsche and it's not Ferrari. Weird mark. Odd bird, a lot more success than people remember or realize. Um, why the rally cars and why Lancia? Aha. Uh-huh. And do we say Lancia or how do we say it? Tomato, tomato. Okay. Okay. Um, so I grew up in Ireland and um, uh, in the 60s and 70s, more to 70s, and we didn't have a lot going for us. And I wasn't particularly good at school. And um, you as a young man, you certainly need to tap into something. What's going to get you motivated? So my motivation were three people. It was Thin Lizzy. Sure. Uh, uh, I mean, come on, fill in it, rock star. Listen, <laughs> I know all about it. And uh, I'm the I'm the few, one of the few podcasters you're going to run into who, li- who had the album Black Rose, oh. which is a <laughs> Thin Lizzy, you know, it wasn't Boys Are Back in Town, I don't think. It was the next no, no, album. Was, yeah. And Last had, a, Gary Moore album. had a lot of hits on it and, and a lot of good songs on it. So you don't need to tell me about Thin Lizzy. Matt, you need to tell <laughs> no, about Thin Lizzy, but you're not. So Thin Lizzy, <laughs> yeah. he was black and he was Irish. And uh, he was a global rock star. And uh, he actually once bought me a pint at a place called the Bagot Inn in Dublin. And it, did he die like 27 or something 36. young? Super young, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I was in this bar and he comes in and he's big long trench coat, the big afro. I was thinking like, would you like to like a pint? I had Phil in it buy me a pint. That's sort of the <laughs> top of my career. In any event, and then there was Rory Gallagher, blues guitar player. Yeah, big uh, I didn't even know if he was just known as a great guitar player. I don't exactly. know if he was in a band. No, it was just Rory Gallagher. Rory Gallagher. And right. then a farmer called Billy Coleman. Now, Billy was a better farmer than he was a rally driver, or a better rally driver than he was a farmer, and he was up the street from me. Mm-hmm. And in 1974, he pulled, himself um, and his brother, pulled a Mark I Ford Escort out of a ditch and okay. rebuilt it. And then... Tucked to England. Now, 1974, being Irish in England wasn't the easiest thing. So in 1974, he takes this car to England and competes in the RAC rally as a privateer. 
And what's he do? He fucking wins. I mean, real <laughs> David and Goliath stuff. Sure. Right? So for me, growing up, these three were massive. Come to America, make a few bucks, and do the usual immigrant thing. Who made a few bucks? I buy all the right Ferraris, the two seventy five, the da 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 da, the GT forty, not the GT forty, F forty, yeah, the three blah 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 blah. blah, blah. And sort of wake up one morning, and go, it's not really doing it for me. Yeah. So I found Alancia Stratos. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the first one. And then was it, it a rally car? Oh or yeah, streetcar? yeah. It's group. Four. You didn't see the streetcar. I'm like, wow, I definitely need to get rid of my Ferraris for this thing. Yeah, the group. <laughs> it, was, it was a Group Four. Yeah, uh, with the Dino motor, and they won the World Rally Championship seventy four, seventy five, seventy six. Yeah, a massive mental machine. Yeah, uh, Gandini's greatest product, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. So I started buying the rally cars, got rid of all the Ferraris, bought right, sold right, and yeah. Uh, yeah. then. Um, I sort of, it's kind of like a Pokemon thing. You may as well collect them all, kind of like you and the Datsuns, mm-hmm. the Paul Newman cars. Mm-hmm. So you have this one, you have this one, then you obsess and you start researching and what this and what that. And then you, you continue to look at the sort of lineage of these cars and what was an evolution of this and what happened and why did they go from rallying to endurance and this whole nine yards. So I ended up... I ended up with um, literally the only full collection of Lancia in the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I started buying them and doing all the usual – it's kind of like when you go to buy a car. If your name is attached to it, it's more expensive. Sure. (laughs) And so I say, oh, it's Lancia. Campion wants it. Price is up. Yeah. (laughs) So you play the game. And so um, you – here's a rather funny story about it. So one of the cars we've got out here at the moment is a it's a Delta S4 and it's a mid well rear engine car rear rear mid supercharged turbocharged yeah 1.8 liter 0 to 60 2.3 seconds on gravel Wow. Yeah. It kills Group B. I like that it's twin charged. Yeah, like, right? Not even twin, just double because they're not the same. There's a, by, by the way, just to jump in because we're looking at the picture, this is you know sedan-looking rally crazy. They build a lot of crazy rally cars. Uh, I think there's one of these coming up, not rally, but a street-going yes. homologated version coming up RM Gooding, Pebble Beach. Pebble. You must be yeah. aware of it. They're hot. They're hot, and you bought them right. They're crazy. Um, I so you brought that one out to do uh, Jay Leno's garage. Yes, and I'm going to put him behind the wheel, and he has probably never driven a twin charged car because there's not a lot of them out there. Yeah, people have driven a yeah. twin turbo, but and a super, but not a sur- super turbo. And if you think about 1986, and you think about engine controls, yeah, ECUs and the like of it, to balance that with the wastegates. So you're building pressure on the supercharger, then you're bleeding that as you're building pressure on the turbo. It's an insane machine. Right. So I tracked one down. It's in Italy. It's about 100 miles north of of Milan. So I send a lad over to inspect the car. He gets there. He's inspecting the car. And before he gets to inspect the car, the fellow wants a thousand euro. To inspect the car. Yeah, to inspect the car. So the guy calls me up and says, John, the guy wants a thousand euros. I've inspected this, that, and the other thing. And I said, let me pay the guy a thousand euros. I've already paid for your flight, for God's sake. (laughs) So they get in and they open the closet and they put on their white overalls and they get the car off the jacks and they put it in the race transporter and they take it to their local track and they whip it around. They'll bring it back to the shop. 
change all the fluids. That's what you're paying your thousand bucks. You know, uh, so. Oh, he could have led with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're at lunch and they're all you know, having a good time. The Italian guy suddenly figures out the car's coming to America. Oh. Has a complete fit. Has a complete fit. He thinks it's some hedge fund guy, some dot-com guy. It's going to go in a museum. It's never going to be seen. It's never going to be driven. Has a complete fit. And my guy says, no, 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 no. It's the Irish guy. Look at this website. Blah, blah. So he calms down. Mm -hmm. Now, the backstory is I bought my Daytona, kind of when you bought your Mura, the right price. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I was selling the Daytona. I'd sold the Daytona to buy this crazy million whatever dollar car and I was doing a 1031 trade mm-hmm. through our friends in Los Angeles, RPM Investments. Mm-hmm. So we do, the, we do the whole contract with the Italian and he gets it and he has a total fit, total fit. Whereas Campion, this is RPM Investments in California. I knew it was a scam. Mm-hmm. We're done. I'm not doing this. No. And I'm freaked out because i got to pay the taxes now and I'm invested in this car and the whole nine yards. So I don't know what to do. So I call this uh, Italian friend of mine. His name is Giorgio Sean. He's just – he's 74. He's just literally this next week finishing the Paris – no, the uh, Beijing Paris. Rally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 14,000 kilometers. Wow. In a hopped-up uh, 308 GT4 of all things. Oh. Wow. Uh, exactly. Wow. Think about that. That's not what That's I a weird – Would you oh, say rally? Got- it's got a little Stratus in it. Yeah, a little uh, something. Yeah, it's, well, it's the same it's, power plant, yeah, right? Yeah, nicely balanced. Nicely balanced. And the same motor, right? No, it's got a V8. It's got the original. Oh, that had a V8. That's right. That's but it's a nicely balanced car. Right. So Giorgio owns Ford Ferrari dealerships. Okay. And he's a bit of a playboy. He did Monte Carlo. done everything. So I call up Giorgio and I say, hey, Giorgio, here's the problem. Ah, I know the guy. I take care of it. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. No problem. I take care of it. So the car arrives in the shop in Florida. I'm fired up. Jesus, like... Got a Delta, got an S4. It's so cool. Yeah. Check everything. I'm going to take this down the street. Excuse me? Yeah, I'm going to take it down the street. I'm going to take this thing on the freeway. This yeah. is out of control. And I call up Giorgio and I said, Giorgio, you're such a gentleman. Thank you so much for facilitating this. He goes, hey, this is no problem, no problem. I send you the, uh, I send you the bill. Excuse me? <laughs> excuse me? Yeah, I send you the bill. 20,000 euro. Oh, I said, excuse me? And he goes, my goodwill, she's not for free. <laughs> only, only an Italian yeah. can shake you down for 20 grand and you feel good about it. We've dealt with a few. You already had the car. Yeah. yeah, we just had that guy out here. So, it's, so, you know, it's, it, you get immersed in it. And it's like you. It's, it's, uh, I was talking to Bill Warner and he said to obviously send his regards. We were talking about Bill earlier. Yeah. And he was talking. Amelia Island fame. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about the, uh, the TR. Mm-hmm. And he liked it in the uh, Group 44 colors. Sure. Yeah, the green and white. Right. But I was saying to Matt, you had absolutely 100% no choice but to put in the livery it's in. Thank you. Yeah. No Thank choice. You. The Newman livery. We had yeah. to put it in the You Newman. had to. Yeah. It would be a crime not to. For your collection, for what you have, for where you're coming from, from what you're assembling, you had no choice. I don't care whatever it won as a, as a, as a Group 44 car, but you had no choice. Yeah, I agree. People don't realize that Newman had his own livery for a little, a small period of time, not the Bob Sharp red, white, and blue, but the sort of black and gray and silver, silver yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And he had that car done, which started as the green and white Group 44, Bob Tullius. Colors. I don't know. Think. Um, 
God, what's the battery company? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Interstate. It's like Interstate, interstate yeah, Battery. Yeah. That's what it looks like. But um, he put that car in that. He put his uh, that taxi rover, the thing I keep calling a rover, but it's a Triumph. Yeah, it's the other. It's like a, a Triumph 2400 or something. Yeah. Like Dolomite so. or something? Four, it's a four-door yeah. Triumph. They never brought him over here. But he had that car done up in that livery. He had my car done up in that livery. And I think that was it with him and his own livery. So, so yes. How important is that? It's important to me. But that's the whole – I mean, the whole thing about the collecting of, of Newman cars or old Datsuns or Bob Sharp or Lancia or, or rally cars is – it's now kind of getting important to everyone. The key to everything is you get it before it's important to everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, then you keep it, and now you're ha- happy that it is important yeah. to everybody. Now, like, it, I can understand having discussion. If you said the Bob Tullius livery is a championship car, and if Newman's livery wasn't, but Newman's livery fits your collection more, we may say, but we like it as the championship livery, but this happens to be a Newman championship Can car, you, so it's kind of win-win, yeah. right? Can you it's do like, what I did? We had the uh, picture of the S4 up, on, up yeah. there a while ago, and it was in tooltip livery, which is the uh, Italian um, uh, lottery commission, and they were a sponsor through the thing called the Jolly Club. The car is more famous as a tow-tip car, because it won all sorts of stuff, mm-hmm. than it ever was as a martini car. Except it was a martini car, and it did compete in rallies, and it was a, a test car for all of the rallies that the S4 did. So for me, yeah. if you're Italian, you're pissed, because I'm des- desecrating the car, but for me, it had to be martini to just to fill, fill out the right. collection. And um, so what we did is we wrapped it. Yeah, okay. Just wrapped yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Were you... Um we're talking off the air about uh, going up the hill at uh, Goodwood, yeah. and I'm sure you've been invited. I don't know what cars they've wanted to invite you up there to take. What Which car would you flirt with the notion of taking to uh, Goodwood to do the hill climb? My favorite car at the moment, and just because it's it's it, it involves a, a bit of a story like everything, given I'm Irish, mm-hmm. um, I have an LC2, chassis number one. Now I need a picture of that one. It's Group C car. Oh, okay. Yeah, the group the 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 Group C is in the Group C in the livery the the Martini livery is an awesome looking it is. piece. Mm-hmm. Those are prototype. Yeah, car, whatever we'll call it. It it, it uh, they built seven of them mm-hmm. and two continuation cars. It was faster in qualifying than nine sixty twos. Except they didn't build enough of them to work out all of the endurance issues. Sure. So at Le Mans, is that the yeah. one that came in first in its class at Le Mans? No, that's the Delta. That's the Beta Monte Carlo. Right. But this has got a big Ferrari V8 and a three point two liter or three point three liter V8, making nine hundred horsepower. Oh, it's got some twin turbo. Yeah, twin turbo. Right. Um, beautiful car. Yeah. But, um, so I, I've driven that at. Uh, yeah, that's it. I've driven it at. Uh, at uh, the Heritage at Daytona, which incidentally we should talk about. You need to do the Heritage. It's, we were talking about it. Yeah, we were talking, so about, much you know, we're talking about it a minute ago. So in any event, in mm-hmm. any event, except the car now is worth crazy money. It's chassis one. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And I like driving it, but you don't want to be taking too many risks. Yeah. So I was looking at the Gooding catalog a couple of years ago at the uh, Amelia auction, and I saw this March Group C car. Mm-hmm. 
with a big Chevy 383 in it. And uh, I was thinking, that's kind of cool, a couple hundred grand. We'll buy that and we'll just run that instead just yeah. for fun. Mm-hmm. And so what, so what, so what. And um, so I was like, that's cool. So Bill Warner, sort of the world revolves around Bill. Bill called me up and said, John, are you coming down from uh, from New York? And I said, well, Suzanne is. And he says, can you stop and pick up uh, Emerson Fittipaldi in, in uh, mm-hmm. Charlotte? His son was carting. And I said, yeah, absolutely. So Suzanne stops. She wasn't flying, thank God, but she was <laughs> – um, she's a nervous flyer. So she, we stop and she picks up Emerson. And she's talking to Emerson. She says, oh, you know, my husband's – we're looking at this car. And he goes off on this – and he's an absolute gentleman – goes off on this absolute, very polite rant about how this is the most important car to him. It created his second career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was called Spirit of Miami. Mm-hmm. So we bought this car, put it back in its own livery, rebuilt the entire thing. But now it's too expensive to drive. <laughs> but that's the car I would, I would do um, – it, designed, by, designed by Adrian Newey. These are first world problems. Yeah, uh, I you know. The, but you mentioned the hill climb. There's the hill climb, but there also there's all the rallying that goes off. There is a rally, and, and, and we never even see it about. there. You go. What I was saying to I was I, I, I was saying to Adam earlier. I saw, I saw I saw it on TV, and you're you know you're getting on it right. And that that yeah, car yeah. is an important car, and I hate that expression "important car," but it is. Are we talking about my car? Or your, your car. car. Oh, your okay. car. That's an important car. Sure. And uh, that friggin' wall. The Flint wall. Yeah. That wall. So if you ever go on, it's on the, I think it's on the YouTube. You should, I encourage everybody to look at this show on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And you're just hammering it. And I was watching, I'm rewinding. I wanted to see if you lift it before you come into that. And you didn't. He just well, closed his eyes and go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, 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 there is a thing. So there's a little bit of a thing about uh, uh, Goodwood, which is, the tires. It's oftentimes rainy, and it happened to be dry there, but we had the rain, the wets on. Yes. So it's a little, you're at a little disadvantage uh, because you're not running the tires you would normally run in a vintage race. Um, there, the way that track works is uh, at a certain point, it kind of straightens out a little bit, and you can just kind of, kind of hammer it. What? Okay, so you're going into that, the flint walls here. The Flint mm-hmm. Wall's on your left. Yeah, and you're coming into that. What were you hitting when you were you're, as you're coming in to that? What speed? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we could listen to it or watch it or figure it out. Or I mean, we could probably figure out what gear I was yeah. in and what what I was. But I it, it yeah, kind of doesn't matter if you hit the wall. It no, matter. it wouldn't matter. <laughs> no, like, it wouldn't matter. We've 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 been there uh, a couple times now and seen a lot of cars run that and. There's been a few accidents, but not necessarily the Flint Wall. Yeah, it's not necessarily because I think yeah. everybody's cognizant yeah. of the Flint Wall. The yeah, people. There, there's another there's another pretty sharp turn. Uh, you know, our buddy Goldberg unfortunately <laughs> took the NASCAR truck up there the first day. And he yeah, I the, saw that. And he hit the he hit the the uh, uh, the hay bales. I mean, did damage to the car, and he was he was very angry. All right, well, let's play it, Max. <laughs> we'll see uh, if we can figure it out. Yeah, we'll I'll watch see this run. We'll watch the run of the nine thirty five doing the hill climbs. Let's see what gear I'm. See how terrible it sounds when you're idling, just getting up to the like. It's gotta go full bore. I'll figure out what I'll figure out what gear I was in, and then maybe I'll. We're pulling up to the starting line. Maybe I'll be able to figure out how fast. When you pull up to the starting line, all these guys were freaking out about the camera on the fender. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Here we go. 
the end of the straightaway, they tell you everyone gets screwed up at the end into this weird little left-hander here, so it's time to take it easy there. The flint wall's probably coming up on the left. There it is. And it gets kind of shady. Yeah, but it goes quick. That's it. Yeah, you get by yeah. them. You get here by the wall in no time, and then into the hay bale. Oh, see, it's the change of light from the shade yeah, to the yeah. sun. It is. Absolutely. That's the crazy part. There, do it yeah. now, Lancia. You'll yeah. have the time well, of your life. You make two, it look easy. Two years ago. Um, <laughs> We uh, did the Heritage, and I encourage you to do the Heritage at Daytona. Oh, yeah. I want to know, Matt, hit Castrol and then tell me about the Heritage at Daytona, John. Guys, Castrol Edge. Castrol Edge is stronger under pressure. Engines can lose up to 10% of performance due to friction. Castrol Edge with fluid titanium transforms under pressure to keep metal apart and fight power-robbing friction to unlock exhilarating performance. It's three times stronger. Three times, fool. Than the leading synthetic again. Its viscosity breakdown per the Kurt Orban test in the 5W30 Visgrade. Edge formula always exceeds the toughest industry standards, but the new and improved formula incorporates the latest technology that makes it transform to be the strongest when pressure is the highest. Check out Castrol Edge. So the Daytona historics. Um, well, there's two. There's the HRS, which uh-huh. is. But then what I like is I like this quote-unquote, 24 minutes of Daytona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got the Daytona f- um, 24 hours starting at like, you know, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And a couple of hours prior to that, they take cars that would have historically ran Daytona. Mm-hmm. And they stick it in your car and you line up and you go. You right. just go. Right. <laughs> and nobody's telling you anything and you're just driving as fast as you like. Right. So we had um, three cars, the LC1, the LC2, and the Beta Monte Carlo. Beta Monte Carlo won uh, Le Mans. LC2, um, no, chassis number one. And LC1, one of four, won the Nuremberg 1000. Hmm. I think I saw or may have seen this chronicled. Yes. On Where would people, you could YouTube it. Where, where would we find just, the video of just it? Just look at my name, John Campion. There's enough car stuff there to shake a stick at. Yes. So we wanted... Um, just slightly being the egomaniac that I am, I wanted a picture of the three cars coming across the start finish at Daytona. Mm-hmm. Three iconic martini cars. So I had two real drivers, real guys. And of course, you know, daft Irish guy decides, oh, I'll drive the LC2, mm-hmm. 900 horsepower, yeah. twin turbo on lots of boost. Oh, I'll drive that, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm coming off turn seven and I'm trying to scrub down from 160 to get it between these two guys. This is me in the center. I'm the trying start to start finish. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to scrub down. And that track, whilst it's wide, three abreast coming off of turn seven is not that wide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have never been more scared in my life because I saw, <laughs> as I said to you earlier, I saw the, you know, the, uh, the internet uh, headline that said, you know, clearly more money than talent. Right. And, but potentially, thank God it wasn't that. Exactly. But uh, it's worth doing just because you're, you're now, you're sort of part of, and I'll never do the 24 hours, right? I'm a bit old and, uh, I'll never do the 24 hours, and I just don't have that com- serious competitive side to me to be up against, you know, the sure. Alonzo's of this world. But you're part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, it's a vibe. Somebody 
I can't remember who I was talking to about the uh, 24 Hours of Le Mans um, and the sort of revival version. I, I Forgive me, because I got too many, like, revival and the climb and the hill climb revival. And I was going to ask, have you been to and, or participated in classic Le Mans? I'm calling everything no. revival. Yeah, classic Le Mans. But someone was explaining that I think the way they do it is they have, like, seven classes. They do. And so each one goes off each hour. And you you have the experience of doing 24 hours, just not in a row. So group one goes out and does an hour. Yeah. Then they take a, they take the next six hours off, and group two, three, four, five each do an hour. So you do an hour, but then you can take a nap, and your car, your machinery doesn't break yeah, down, yeah. and blah blah the blah. The event is twenty four hours. You don't drive. Your car doesn't go. But you get hours. out for I guess four stints or something yeah, over yeah. the period and, of twenty four hours, which is it's part it's of the like experience. you're in the yeah. It's four hours yeah, yeah. of of <laughs> driving over forty eight hours, and yeah. it's competitive, and you drive at night, and you drive when the sun's up, and it's kind of a ch- it'd be a challenge yeah. and it'd be cool. Well, you're, you you but you're you you race, mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, um, I don't have that much talent. Uh, <laughs> um, I am sending. There's a we're going next trip we're taking. We're going to Ireland in August. There's a historic motor festival, and at a place called Mondello, and uh, we sh- we shipped over um, Derek Daly's Formula One car from 1981. Mm. So do. You, do you- do you fly them or boat them when you ship your cars overseas? Now, there you go. Let's discuss that one. Uh, generally speaking, um, I air freight cars, Yeah. generally speaking, um, except air freight in a car is not too bad if you give them a week to do it. It's not terribly yeah, bad. Yeah. And you worry about containers and shipping and sea and blah, blah, blah. So the problem with a Formula One car, it's not the car. It's the stuff. Yeah. It's all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Stuff. It's the yeah. pit car, just the wet car, blah, 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 blah. It's all the stuff. So I'm like, this is going to be crazy. So what we ended up doing at the shop is we built a 40-foot container and we built it out with E-Track and the whole thing. So we we we, uh, we um, prepped the car, uh, took the plugs out, put some oil in, blah, 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 the whole thing. And it's all strapped into this container with the pit cart and the whole nine yards. So that's going to cost like 10 grand to ship over and ship back. Yeah, you yeah. built... I think there's a dude, Chris Maxpata, you can try to look. There's a Monterey Rolex Historics guy, I believe, who has his whole kit from like Australia. And I think he's built himself out a container and has that container like just dropped yeah. off. Yeah, he, he, he must have like specked out with the airlines, like what's the container size and what's or the, the weight. Ship, no, the not, ship, not, no I mean shipping, can not probably oh, yeah, not yeah. an airplane, probably on a boat, oh, but yeah. then that drops shipping it. Container. He drops That's what it, we're doing. Right. I think, we ri- I think we ripped him off. Yeah. <laughs> Quite possibly. Well, Listen, look. You go to an event like that, he's probably happy to share all of his specs yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff because the guys are great when you do that. I don't that. know what the guy had, Max Pata. It's but funny because it, we went – It's we, probably a Google image uh, Rolex Historics like shipping container or whatever. But that guy would have it parked in the infield. Yeah. And I remember talking to him. His, his, we had this – the Porsche flown to – to Goodwood, but I don't even think we brought tools. <laughs> we didn't bring a battery. We didn't have a crescent wrench to <laughs> no, undo the battery. No, we, didn't, we, we, didn't, were stupid. we didn't bring a battery charge. <laughs> we, didn't bring, we actually were just like, throw a couple tools in the car, so, so and that, everybody else is going to be so, there. There's so only one fine. thing you can do that's worse than that. Yeah. One thing. Uh, so we were taking a, uh, another Group B car, an 037, uh, which is kind of like the Beta Monte Carlo, but it's a rally version, and we were taking it to a car show up north. And um, we opened the trailer, and I'm trying to push it back. 
the front wheels are pointed this way. And I'm like, front wheels are pointed this way. Yeah. What's going on here? Um, tie rod backed out. Yeah, yeah. We've all seen that happen. So uh, myself and one of the guys were not a tool in the truck. Yeah. Gordon's truck. Beautifully liveried up, oh, yeah. 44 foot truck. Yeah. Not a tool in the truck. Yeah, well, you don't want to mess it up. With yeah, tools. my wife is like, she's there and she's watching us. She goes, What is wrong with you guys? <laughs> great F 350, yeah. great truck, great trailer. Well, we spent all this money on the truck. Yeah, we exactly. couldn't get any tools so, in there. So she's giving me a really hard time. Not a really hard time. She's, she's just taking the, taking the piss about. Uh, about yeah. uh, so then I had to uh, build out a full pit cart and the whole nine yards. So. Well, there's a, there's a curve. <laughs> I mean, it, it's in now with you and your background. You're a guy who goes from being a roadie to building generators at power villages. So you can get from this sort of I don't know anything to I'm a, I'm I'm fixing everything fast. But but there's still that curve. It's a weird thing. It's a it's like camping or something. Yeah, it you is. Show up. You know, like I don't have a can opener. Oh, do you? No, we have mm-hmm. beans. Oh. But you learn, like yeah, theoretically, yeah, yeah. you learn, and we yeah, have for to the do- first six years of racing, we didn't bring a clock. We do the same thing. <laughs> by the way, we rely heavily on the generosity See, of your neighbors. Of others. <laughs> well, not only generosity, but competence yes. of neighbors. Because <laughs> yeah. we like we have to go to them. We're like, what run group are you in? They're like. Five. Oh, we're in five. We're in five. Do you have a clock? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're that and bad. Like we borrowed a battery charger from the guy who is unpleased. Unpleased. We're very unpleased. Well, we didn't it. borrow it. <laughs> well, we borrowed we it. We just asked first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, is he a rather proper Englishman? Oh, uh, I think they were. Well, was it part of the Porsche team? Uh, we. I don't know, but don't we know. needed to borrow somebody's. Yeah. Equipment and we didn't have a chance to ask them. I think he was English and we just said, I don't understand what you're saying. (laughs) But all right, let me tell you guys about Geico. Everybody's got a to do list. You drop off dry cleaning, you pick up some milk. Now you can add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. You just go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to do you can do today. Check out geico.com. All right. Let's see. We're going to be at the at Portland at the uh, World of Speed Motorsports Museum. That'll be August 30th. And we're doing a live podcast there with Mario yeah, and Dreddy. It's going to be a car show ahead of time to bring out cars, and then we will be there. Right. Well, so what do we got coming up in Vegas? Oh, my gosh. Uh, there's a lot in Vegas, but the big car cast event is the week of SEMA. Uh, SEMA is like a Tuesday through Friday. We're going to do a screening of the Shelby Dock Friday night after mm. SEMA. And then we're going to go to Speed Vegas, do a car show. You guys can rent crazy cars, Ferraris and Corvettes and stuff. And then we're going to do a live car cast show is there. So come out to that big event. Maybe you'll do ride-alongs in the 935. Oh, Maybe we can put the, uh, yeah. passenger yeah, put, the in in the, put the passenger seat in there. Put the shotgun seat in there. You guys can... Uh, Enjoy. John's going to be on Leno's Garage. I'm not sure. We probably don't have an air date. I'm yet, sure we're not but, even supposed to say it. But let's just say John's going to be on Jay Little's Garage. Yeah. <laughs> let the let let the, the the teen girls have a little something to get them through the long summer. Yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> the hope of seeing a Lancia on Leno's Garage with John Campion. Um, 
throwing that out there. But it, yeah, reminded me, you can see me driving Leno around uh, Willow Springs in the 935. And saw the, it on a rerun. With the extra seat in there. Um, John has a, a team called CJJ Motorsports Racing Team. And if you want to check him out online, you can go to the website, John J. Campion. It's C-A-M-P-I-O-N.com. It's fun to look at his collection. It's fun to look at him uh, going around the track at uh, Daytona and and elsewhere in those cars that are more dramatic and more exotic and more interesting than even the, you know, the 962s, the 917s, the 935s, mm. uh, the, the Porsche, uh, I don't know, what is it, the three. 330s and the all, I'm sorry, the Ferrari 330s and stuff, race P, P3 stuff and P4 yeah, yeah. stuff. As exotic as that stuff is and as incredibly expensive and beautiful as it is, this is slightly more exotic. They're cool, they're funky, they're gorgeous. Check out yes. all that. Yeah, there, there's fewer collection. of them and they are more exotic in, in their builds yeah. as well. So, and I think John appreciates uh, that. John, uh, you can go to amcroll.com for all the live shows, everyone. John, it's always great to see you, my friend. Hope to have you back uh, soon. And until next time, this is Adam Kroll for John Campion and Matt the Motorator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.